Chapter 2. Unbothered at Work The workplace. It's the place where we spend most of our time. Most of us spend 40 plus hours a week at work. The only other place we spend more time is in our dreams, which is for about 56 hours. Work has to be the number one place where people express the most frustration. I myself know more people who hate their jobs or see it as a means to live and pay bills than people who love their jobs and what they do. Do you love your job? Did you know most people don't? There are three basic reasons that I've come across time and again in my professional life. The biggest reason people hate their job is that they aren't fulfilled by what they are doing daily. The second reason is that people do not generally enjoy being managed or mismanaged to the point of discomfort. Lastly, most people are not making enough money to enjoy their labor or perhaps more importantly, the fruits of their labor. Over the years, I've interviewed many candidates for different job positions. Then I asked that oh too common question, why are you leaving your current position? They always reply with what they felt was missing in their current position. Answers have ranged from I can't grow in my current position to what I'm doing now doesn't matter. My favorite answer to this question actually came from one of my all-time favorite co-workers. We'll call him Jesse. At a previous company, before his executive management days, he told me that a formal boss once pulled him aside to tell him he was being disruptive to the company's workflow. Of course, shocked by that statement, Jesse wanted more information because he felt like he was a great employee, and he was. His boss began to explain his own role in the company which was to make sure his staff members perform their assigned job task each day. Let's say, for concept simplicity, Jesse's job involved a precision task. Pressing a button when a light went on. Simple enough, right? However, Jesse always found ways to make tasks more efficient. To this day, it is one of the professional traits he's most proud of. Correspondingly, he timed the lights and noticed that they were on a fixed schedule. So instead of watching for the lights, he decided it would be more efficient if he set a timer to when the light would come on so that he could do other things in the interim and in turn be more efficient throughout the workday. Jesse shared this method with his office mates and realized that it increased their productivity as well. So he shared his method with other staff members. They also started to perform their job tasks the same way. But little did they know, there was a reason the company wanted it done a specific way regardless of productivity. It was so that they could spread out the workload around evenly. In addition, there would occasionally be a variation in the light's timing based on the new work demand, which was unknown to the staff. When Jesse's boss explained this, he was shocked to find out that his super efficient work hack had been disruptive to the company's expected workflow. Though he and his co-workers went back to performing their job task as required, Requested, it bothered him knowing there was a more efficient way to do his task. Jesse felt his position did not provide the purpose we all need to experience to feel fulfilled at work. After some time had passed, 
He spoke with his boss about the issue and told him the job was just not a good fit. It didn't give him purpose. Many people experience this same problem every day. According to stress.org, 75% of employees believe that workers have more on-the-job stress than a generation ago, meaning they feel things have gotten worse, not better. When we are not feeling heard or just taking orders without recognition, then the job just feels like work and stress. People enjoy completing tasks that result in some sort of progress. No one likes to work without seeing results. Shortly before writing this book, I asked one of my staff members about this topic. After she'd been dealing with an obviously bothered and irritated coworker, I randomly asked her what she thought made people so unhappy with their jobs. She explained to me that at her previous job, She felt as if she was a robot. An unexpected response, right? She felt that at any minute, they could bring in a robot to do the work she was doing every day. And it wouldn't matter if she did the work or the robot did it. She didn't feel valued and knew that her superiors only saw her as a number. Now, Let's discuss how to be unbothered in either of these situations. No matter the location, work, home, or school, I believe people should always try to be their best selves. And I will continue to express this concept throughout the book. That means always striving to be working the hardest, working the smartest, and delivering an exceptional quality of work. Consistently showing up as your best self makes it easier for others to recognize your efforts and praise the work you are doing. In our friend Jesse's case, I believe his actions were properly carried out. He did his job effectively, even better than expected. For some people, knowing your work is exceptional is enough, but there are those who need something a little bit more. There are those who need to be allowed to problem solve in their daily task in order to feel purpose. For me, if I am not able to find solutions to problems and be a part of the growth and development of an organization or project, I would rather not be involved. If I started a new job where I had specific directions to follow each day, the process was already figured out and all I needed to do was carry out those tasks, I would quit. On my first day, some people love that type of structure, but some people do not. So the first step to being unbothered in the workplace is figuring out what type of person you are. In order to feel a sense of purpose, would you rather be responsible for the growth and development of a team? Or do you want to exceptionally carry out a foolproof set of plans? Are you a process creator? or process implementer? Do you want to be in charge of the problem solving to create better outcomes? Or do you prefer a less stressful environment, managing or carrying out the solution to the problem? What do you need? What do you want? These are just a few questions to help you determine what you really want out of your work or career. Keep in mind, workers define the true success 
of a business and are an integral part of every company. Every task and person has its importance. Also, consider that not everyone gets their feeling of purpose from managing teams or companies, and that's perfectly okay. Once you have determined what you need and have made sure your job matches your needs, then you have removed a bothersome situation from your life. You can now carry on being unbothered and be a part of a small percentage of people in this world who enjoy or even love what they do. If you find yourself in a similar situation as Jesse, you may think you're powerless. You may feel like your options are limited, but that simply isn't true. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Your options are infinite. With enough drive and faith in yourself, you can do more than you think is possible. Have you ever heard of the equation P equals HF squared? This means power, most commonly manifested as willful action, equals hard work times faith squared. This is an obviously true statement and has been proven throughout history. In order to exercise your power in any situation, all you have to do is work hard and know that what you are working toward is possible. This simple concept is clearly articulated in the Bible as faith without work is dead. I have no intention of getting into religion or diving too far into the law of attraction, but I do know that drive is everything and can be life-changing in even the most challenging situation. Here's the catch. If you now know this information and decide to stay in your current situation, then you need to accept that this is your situation. Don't express negative emotion about it because you are choosing not to do anything about it. You are actively deciding, I don't want to put in the work or time to change my situation. Therefore, How can I complain? This is where you take on the art of being unbothered by just accepting what is. Or alternatively, instead of being bothered by your situation, you have decided I have the power to change what is. Why waste time being bothered? Jump into action, plan, organize, or put your action items in place to change the way you are feeling. Jesse did just that. He politely and professionally pulled his then boss aside and said, I really appreciate the opportunity, but this is not the right job for me. I need to be in an environment where I can both be and feel efficient and make changes where they are needed. Jesse is currently involved in the day-to-day strategic development of a growing company. His entire job is to problem solve every day, finding ways to make the company more efficient. Most importantly, Jesse quickly took action. He made a change in his life that assured his wants and needs matched his reality. If you want to be more than just another number in your current job, then you can either produce exceptional work so that you become indispensable or find a job where you can complete tasks you find purposeful. Whatever decision you make, just know that there is no room or time to be bothered or worried because you have the power to make changes in your life in either direction. There is, of course, a caveat. 
It has long been known that some managers mismanage their employees. That mismanagement causes employees to feel like their work-related success is out of their control. And, to a degree, this is true. There are plenty of books about how people are mismanaged. One of my favorites is One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard. In fact, I believe that one, everyone that manages in any leadership position should be required to read this book, including parents. The book begins when a man who is researching different companies, management styles, discovers that a staggering number of employees were being mismanaged. It is no doubt harder to be successful in a situation where you find yourself being mismanaged. If that is truly the case, then find a different job. But be careful about what you determine to be mismanagement. I'm referring to abusive environments, not understanding your job task to the point of confusion, or any other negative or depressing situation that causes you stress and non-fulfillment. Ultimately, being unbothered at work requires identifying what you want and need out of your current job or career. Organizing a plan to achieve what you want. Prioritizing the steps it will take to achieve it. And finally, implementing your plan. If you don't plan on taking any action, then there is always the most commonly selected strategy of accepting your situation and making the best out of it because you don't feel the need to change it or do the work required to change it. It really is that simple. Create or find the environment you want to be in or accept the environment you have. Knowing and practicing these options will lead you towards becoming unbothered.